This is the Real Estate Investing Abundance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. I just want to take a moment to introduce you to our company, Steed Talker Capital. Steed Talker Capital is a real estate investment firm. If you'd like to learn more about real estate investing, head over to our website, steedtucker.com. And while you're there, take a moment to get your one-page guide to the 10 Steps to Passive Real Estate Investing. Downloading this PDF will also enroll you in our Enlightened Investor Circle. And by enrolling in the Enlightened Investor Circle, you'll be the first to know about any new investment opportunities that we are getting involved with. Look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy today's show. Hello, enlightened investors, and welcome back to the show. As always, I'm delighted to be with you as we share today how it is that we can leave corporate America and live our lives by design. And with us is someone who knows how to do that, and that is Jenny Gu, who is a managing partner at Vertical Street Ventures, which was established to help individuals achieve their financial goals goals through passive investing in real estate. As one of the founders, she currently oversees asset management and investment relations. She focuses on business strategy and execution of the business plan, as well as managing relationships and communications with investors. So Jenny, share with us a memorable experience that may have helped you to be who you are today. That's a really, I've never been asked that before. So thank you for that question. I would say, you know, my experience while I was very young at the time has just shaped me into who I am today is the fact that my parents were immigrants from Vietnam. And I was actually born in a refugee camp in the Philippines. Um, And we immigrated to first Canada and now here in the US where we are today. But that experience and the stories that I've heard from their experience has enabled me to really focus on why they came over here, why hard work is so important. And success to me is making sure that I'm able to live my life by design, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. and how I want to do it because my family sacrificed so much to be here. So that has shaped me in a very foundational way. And that's something that I try to instill with our kids today. Wow. Wow, that's so you were actually born in a refugee camp. Wow, that must have been a harrowing experience for both of your parents. I would think just being in a refugee camp would be a horrible experience in and of itself, but having to give birth in that situation, wow, what a mother you must have. How old were you when you when you all got to Canada? One. So I was very, very young. um, And we were very, very poor, just like every other immigrant typically comes with, you know, nothing in their pant pockets and nothing but a dream. So we 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 did everything. My parents worked multiple jobs, night shifts, you name it, just to make sure we had food on the table. And again, all of that, not to say to pity or to feel bad about, but more of inspiration to say anybody can do it. So what brought you to the United States? You know, we um, didn't have any family actually in Canada. It's just how the immigration system worked at that time. All of our family was in the U.S. And for whatever reason it was, we got rejected. (laughs) We were shifted to Canada. So we spent about seven, eight years there um, Mm -hmm. until I was about nine and then Mm -hmm. came over to the U.S. to be with family. 
Well, interesting story there. Thank you for sharing that with us, Jenny. Well, you have shown us that, yes, you can have it all. So tell us about that journey from where you started out and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Like a lot of other parents out there, you know, we were taught to do well in school, get good grades, go to an awesome school and get a great paying job after you graduate. Put your money in real estate, I'm sorry, in stocks, bonds, 401ks as your retirement, and then make it to 65 and retire, right? And then really be able to enjoy life. And Mm -hmm. that's not what my husband and I wanted to do. And so both of us had been working for Procter & Gamble for quite a few years, and we had all of our retirement with the company, Mm -hmm. but decided to diversify. So we decided to start with single family, long-term rentals first. This is during our time in Cincinnati, accumulated a a good portfolio of single family rentals, and then just said, you know what, there's got to be an easier way to scale and grow faster. And that's when we started learning about multifamily syndications. And honestly, I believed in that model so much that I left P&G early 2020 without even buying a single multifamily door, which is quite backwards and Mm -hmm. something I don't recommend unless you plan for it uh, fully. Uh, But that's how much we believed in this model in this asset and found a mentor. Fast forward to now, we've built a company together with with my mentor, who's now our partner. And we have about $300 million of assets in Arizona, all multifamily. Wonderful. Well, you certainly are an advocate for uh, finding a mentor. Take us through the steps of how it is that you went about finding the mentor that you found and maybe some of the roadblocks that get in the way of actually finding an appropriate mentor. Sure. Yeah, I am 150% advocate for finding a mentor because they will help you accelerate your goals. Could I do this on my own? Absolutely. I think anybody can with the right motivation and drive, but why would I want to spend five to 10 years trying to do it myself when I can accelerate that into one or two years? So, you know, how I found Steve Louie, who is now a partner with the company as well. We were at a meetup. Actually, my husband met him first at a meetup. He was speaking, liked what he was saying. They met for coffee. And then I was brought in a couple weeks later just to meet Steve as well. And from there, it was a matter of timing and place. So I had just really decided to leave PNG. I knew I was going to have a lot more time on my hands. I had the capability coming from my corporate experience. I said, look, I'm going to go offer my time and capability to somebody. I'm willing to work for free just to learn the business as fast as I can with as much hands-on experience as I could. And Steve recognized that and said, why don't you come help me with my properties? And so that's how our relationship started forming. And so he was still working a full-time job at the time. And between him working and me trying to find deals, managing his properties, underwriting, uh, working with the brokers and lenders, I just got up to speed so quickly. And by the end of the year, and I call it our, our dating phase, it's, you know, we spent a good chunk of the year getting to know each other how we worked, how we added value to each other, and finally did our first deal together by the end of 2020. Okay, so that's how I had found my mentor. I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say roadblocks, but I would say if you are someone who is trying to find a mentor and and you're not paying them, then figure out how you add value because it has to be a win-win and you can't be a time suck, right, as a mentee. So for me, 
I had the experience from corporate America as a leader. I had the time and I had the skill set that helped Steve with his properties and him Mm -hmm. in return, you know, he spent hours with me every day going over what he knew, looking at deals together. So it it has to be a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. So you had this, your husband had this serendipitous meeting with Steve. But it sounds like Steve was somewhat of a newbie himself. He was still working another job. Is that correct? Uh, Well, he kind of moonlighted also. He was a Mm full-time W-2 employee um, and leader at Mercer, but he also was a full-time real estate investor as well. So he's had over a decade of um, real estate investing experience and multiple properties um, and many syndications under his belt. So he's one of those rare ones that probably never slept (laughs) while he was doing both (laughs) things, which is why he was so um, ready to send the reins over to me at that point of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, that just is a brilliant way to find a mentor, someone who is who may not even be looking to or even thinking about the fact that they are looking for somebody to help them, but in fact they have a need there. And did had was he aware of the fact that he really did need some help there? You know, I think he would tell you he wasn't actively looking, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. So just the chances of us moving back to California from Cincinnati, going to a meetup, finding him, and then being able to work together. And now here we are. I think it was was meant to be. And that's just, you know, somebody who you meet off the cuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's also, that's unpaid mentorship. There's also paid mentorships as well. And, you know, we have a coaching program where we teach people how to be full-time syndicators. And there's lots of these programs out there. So you just got to find the one where you find your tribe. It's the people that you fit in with and feel like you belong and can learn from and are in a place where you want to be in three, five, seven years. That's Mm. you need to do a lot of diligence to make sure you find the right mentorship group. Well, excellent advice. Finding a mentor is one thing and then building the right team with the right people on the right roles is a totally different thing. So talk to us about how it is you've built your team, uh, how it is that you decide who is the right person for the right job. Absolutely. We call it building your A-team. And the company has four partners. It's myself, Steve, Kyle Mitchell, and Kiyoshi Simon. And again, we all found each other through meetups and connections. And that's where you need to start. So for any of you listeners out there, where do I find good people and partners? I highly recommend your local meetups, um, national conferences. All of these venues have places of people who are also searching for partners as well. So they're, and they're, they're warm leads or people already in the industry. So highly recommend you invest your time and resources at these types of events or zoom meetings. I know during COVID we were all on Mm -hmm. zoom meetings. So even when they were virtual, that was a great way to do that too, but that's how we found our partners. And then as you build out, now we're a team of about 21, 22 people with full-time employees. And we find those people just through referrals. We've posted jobs but we have purposely spent a lot more time making sure that the person is the right fit with the company. Mm-hmm. Personality tests, how they solve problems, how they work through and find solutions. We do a lot of these different indicative tests, not just personality, to make sure that that person is the right fit for us. 
But that's, you know, as you're building the rest of your team. But for partners, definitely these meetups and conferences are a great resource. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Can you give us an example of the hiring process? Uh, You said you've used different personality assessments and various other kinds of measurements to determine who they are. So take us through that whole employment process. Just pick one hire that you've done recently. Sure. You don't need to give us specific names, but just take us through that process. You know, we had someone that recently started. We expanded our construction team. We have a field supervisor now. And we did a a normal job posting out there on places like LinkedIn or Indeed.com. And once we found, we have an HR manager, she sifts through, you know, the top applicants, does an initial phone interview, and then gets passed over to myself or Kyle Mitchell for this specific role to do the first, the second round. Mm-hmm. Once that pa- person passes the second round, we actually do a third round with at least one of our other partners. And that's been our rule is, you know, if somebody passes through the second round, at least two partners has to approve. Okay. So that just vets out at another level, not just for someone working with you directly, but someone else on the team that may not be working with them closely, but needs to understand and make sure they're the right fit. So if they pass that, we, then we do those personality problem solving tests to make sure that they have the right fit. Cause there's a wide range of scores that these tests give you. Um, and we have certain ones that we want for certain positions. So that helps us get an idea of how they will truly perform in the role. So very standard, nothing eye-opening versus I'm sure a lot of different other processes out there. But one thing that's unique for us is we do multiple tests, not just one. Well, you are a big advocate for continuing education. And you mentioned meetups and conferences as ways to meet and get to know people. But that's also a way for our continuing education to stay in place. But what are other ways and means that you suggest to stay on top of what's happening in our industry? Absolutely. I am a podcast junkie. So these types of podcasts are so helpful to get different types of perspectives from different people on the industry. So I love podcasts, real estate, absolutely. But then I also listen to other types of podcasts on culture and team building and mindset. Um, So I think you continually need to build that, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because sometimes we can feel a little isolated versus the normal, um, you know, corporate W2 employee. Um, So podcasts, uh, books as well. So I love the physical book. I have not yet transitioned over to a Kindle or audiobook, <laughs> um, but I just love holding a book in my hand. So if you have time, even just 10 pages a day can get you, you know, a book in less than a month. So just that's 10 to 15 minutes a day of just reading. Um, and I think that will bring lots of knowledge and updates to you. Mm -hmm. And then I subscribe to um, certain newsletters from either brokers or lenders or other folks in the industry to stay atop of all things going on. You know, I'm sure like you, my inbox is flooded right now with all the news about the banks um, and the issues going on with that. So that keeps me up to date in in a quick manner. Well, since you stay on top of what's uh, hot and relevant within our industry, what is actually going on in our industry today that we all need to be aware of? Nothing, again, new, I think, to your listeners if they're reading the same articles and listening to the similar podcasts, but 
you know, this year is definitely a year of uncertainty with interest rates being high and continually rising with uncertainty, unemployment. It's their good numbers, which is an anomaly given the state that we're in. Inflation is, again, relatively high and unknown where it's going to go. And what I tell all of our students in the academy and people that I interact with in this time of uncertainty, this is where you buckle down and triple invest your time in education. Mm -hmm. So it's taking this time right now because there's um, way less transactions happening right now in the industry uh, because of everything we just talked about. So use this time to build on your relationships, season your investors if you're a capital raiser, build out your systems and processes because I don't have a crystal ball, but if I think if I'm right, then this is the next six months is going to unlock a lot more opportunities. And just like what happened in 2020, when the floodgates opened up again, it becomes a fire hose. So you want to be ready to buy that deal, to already build that relationship with the brokers, to have your investors already on deck and stand by with their investment so that you can be the first ones out the gate. Right. Well, you say to aim higher uh, than what you thought possible. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah, I would say four years ago, I had no idea that I would quit my 13-year career at P&G, retire at 34, build an, my own company, let alone have it now be $300 million of assets under management, be an entrepreneur and my own boss, right? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, we all set goals. I think goals are important. I would say think further beyond that because once you hit your goal, then what? It's on to the next one, right? So a couple things here, and hopefully I can make, be clear about this. Enjoy the journey and not just the goal because life is short and the milestones to your goal are even more important than just reaching there. You want to make sure you're enjoying the journey, but then also aim higher in the sense that sometimes we limit ourselves to what we think we can actually achieve or deserve. We all were, or at least, you know, for me, I was a cog in someone else's system, right? Mm -hmm. Now I've created my own system and helping others do the same. But if I didn't think I could go off and do my own thing, I would be in corporate America until I was 65, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's not what I think people want. I think people want more control of their time, how they spend it, who they spend it with, where they spend it. And when you aim higher, I think you'll be able to see above the trees mm -hmm. and create something bigger and better than you thought you could. So don't, don't go here. If you think you can run a mile, aim for three and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Yeah. I think outside of individuals who actually have a narcissistic personality disorder, I think most all of us underestimate our potential without realizing that. And, um, individuals like you who are aiming high, you're probably doing the same thing. You can probably aim higher than what you actually are even at this point in time, even though you're doing a great job at it. So yeah, we all suffer from that. And I think we all need to be reminded time and time again, you know, look beyond what you think you can do because you can, you can do more. Right. Well, tell our viewers and listeners about uh, your company and how it is that uh, they can be involved with you in various different projects. Sure. Yeah. So Vertical Street Ventures is our company. We have three core businesses. The first one is our uh, apartment syndication um, so as a, a limited partner, you can invest with us on our apartment deals in primarily Arizona today, and we'll continually expand over time. 
So that's our core business as a, a real estate firm. Uh, we also have a coaching program, as I mentioned earlier. I'm sure you wished you started real estate, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And I would say this name. We are so passionate about spreading the word of real estate investment and helping others become active so that they can retire from their life, from their corporate career or whatever they're, you know, doing today. And so our coaching business is something that I actually lead today and run. And that has been a tremendous uh, passion of ours. And then our third business is a CPA firm. So we launched last year a CPA firm that is focused on real estate investors. So not just doing taxes, but also tax strategy planning mm -hmm. as well. And you can find more information about us on our website, verticalstreetventures.com. And if you're looking for one of those conferences that I mentioned to attend, we do have one coming up April 28th through 30th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's VSVCon, so short for conference, uh, vsvcon.com for more information. So uh, how often do you do your conferences? These are our national conference annually. So we did our first one last June. It's sold out and we have our next one coming here this end of April. And it's it's way to learn more about real estate network, of course, but we also bring industry speakers as well as non-industry speakers. So we have some Tony Robbins speakers coming Siri Lindley, Damon West is another great international speaker. And one of the attendees' favorite are our bus tours. So we take everybody on a bus tour. We go to visit some of our properties. And you get to see a before and after of the business plan being executed. So it's really oh, neat. Sounds great. Well, Jenny, you had mentioned that it's not all about the goals, that we need to enjoy the journey on the way. How do you take time to celebrate and enjoy life? Yes, I have two little ones. I have a nine-year-old son who's, I guess, not so little, but he's still little to me. Um, and then a seven-year-old daughter. They are, along with my husband, Ronnie, they are my priority. And this, they're the why that I do what I do today. And so when we have time spent with them, like all of that is fun. These days I get to volunteer in their classrooms, which is a joy. I go to every, almost every single soccer practice and game that I can attend. And that to me is um, success. I get yeah. to dictate how I spend my time. I don't feel guilty when I leave my desk and I go see a game. I am a hundred percent present when I'm there and I'm not always checking my email or feel like I have to check my email and my messages. So we take trips. We, our spring break is next week. We're going to San Francisco. We've taken more family trips since I've left corporate America than I think before combined, if that makes sense. Wow. Um, mm. And so that just, we spent last, last year, we spent three weeks in Hawaii in the oh. summer. Yeah. I could I could never do that working in corporate America and then come back feeling refreshed and not stressed to go back to work. So that's it's a game changer. Yeah. Wow. Well, wonderful. Well, in our last few minutes here, just share with us one of the biggest challenge, perhaps maybe one of your biggest setbacks that you and your business partners have encountered. And how did you deal with that? And how did you come through that? And what have you learned from those experiences. Yeah, you know, we're I consider ourselves we're still a startup. It's only been a couple years since we formed and we're going through right now growing pains. We're not perfect. We're still learning as we go. We continually challenge each other and that's healthy. It, you know, in a in a company and that's absolutely something you have to go through and you know how we're working through those right now is, you know, we meet constantly as a lead team and we talk through systems and processes and we spend a lot of time talking about the organization. How do we get the right people in the right role? What are the right roles? 
that we're missing. And we, you know, if we we're, we're trying to get into the traction book series from Gino Wickman, and now I'm reading uh, Rocket Fuel, but how do we figure out how, because we're all, we were all wearing multiple hats at this level. And how do we find people to do more of the day-to-day so that we can scope up and focus more on working on the business versus in the business? And I think with any new company, you're going to go through the same growing pains that we are, but you just have, you need at least one person on your team who's able to scope out mm-hmm. and think higher level and take a step back from the day-to-day to make sure we're pushing each other. Wow. Terrific advice, Jenny. It has been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Enlightened investors, don't go yet. I have just a couple of quick requests. You know the drill. Like, share, and subscribe. But we also need your help to build our audience, so please go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll be most grateful. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.